0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Mindful Marketing Podcast, or also this LinkedIn Live Sharing. Today, I'm here with Brett Hill. Brett is the founder of the Mindful Coach Association. And it's been probably a couple of years since I first came across Brett and his work. It was through the Future is Mindful Summit, and since then I've been following him and I've really admired the work that he's doing in the world. So welcome, Brett. And I'd love for you to share a little more about what you're up to and and who you are.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. It's been great. You know, getting to know you, and I'm, you know, in the little pre-show conversation, it's like I'm a big fan of yours, and I'm like, you know, And sending everybody I know your way that needs, you know, marketing and copy because you do such a great job. So so thank you for all of that. And yeah, it's been great fun. I'm, you know, I'm in business right now trying to help the world be a better place by helping the people who are helping people. So I'm focusing on coaches, particularly coaches who value mindfulness in their life and in their work. To bring more mindful presence and communication skills, and specifically somatic skills, into into their work, so I created a course called the Mindful Coach Method, where I train coaches in all this stuff because I've learned some amazing stuff from some great teachers, and I just want to give give that to people as best I can. And also in the process, founded the Mindful Coach Association, which is for you know mindful coaches and other professionals of that sort, you know therapists, facilitators, leaders who value the benefits of mindfulness in their communications and to get together and kind of just be in a a place where we can connect with each other, support each other, hear the amazing stories of the work that people are doing and figure out what's it like to be in this kind of work in the world today and in a non, you know, in kind of a safe space where no one's trying to pitch you you know, mastermind, or if only you would do this thing, then you're going to be awesome, but instead, just kind of like, hey, what's it like to be someone who cares about people who's skilled and motivated to help others in 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 alignment with basically mind you know this is called generically mindful principles, uh, whatever the heck those are. but yeah, so and that has just been amazing. and so that's what I've been up to, the mindful coach association, the mindful coach method, and great work and I, and I love it.
0: I love it and I think it's so needed in this world like that you know that connection and for people to feel like they can talk to others without feeling that need that pressure the, the sales you know the the salesy marketing tactics it's more about showing up as who you are letting people know what you're doing and how you can help yeah. them and and the partnerships that come out of that and so tell me more about the the connection aspect of the mindful coach association and how you saw that need and how this helps a lot of the mindful coaches out there actually meet that.
1: Well, uh, it's a, a really fun story. I got involved with group work long ago. It's part of why I wanted to help coaches is because I've, I've had the benefit of some really amazing teachers and, And one of them was Amina Nolan, who runs the Matrix Leadership Institute, and she taught some incredible stuff that nobody else teaches about how to create connection in groups. And I went to and learned and became an apprentice facilitator in that whole process for years and years, and I learned a great deal about how groups work. And one of the things that happened. So let's just, you know, so, okay, that's the setup for, okay, here's this guy who knows this stuff. And then I started in the sounds true inner MBA process. And that's a really great, you know, sequence of lessons and learnings and, they also have a community formation process in there. It's a much bigger scale, like lots and lots and lots of people are in that. But one of the things they have is a community calendar that if you're a member of the InterMBA, you can put an event on the calendar. And I thought, oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's super cool. So I said, well, let's just find out. I'll just put an event up called the Mindful Coaches Corner. And I put it up there and lo and behold, 20 people showed up. And so wow. it's kind of like, oh wow, there's actually quite a few people interested in mindful coaching within the context of you know working within organizations and businesses and and in their private work. And and that went on for almost eight or nine months. And over the period of the course, we developed a pretty nice. Community. I started to use the principles of like just blending people and giving people. And it turns out, lo and behold, if you get people together who have something in common, like mindfulness and in the need to help other people, and you just say, hey, what's it like to be you right now, which is one of my you know, things I do, and you just let people talk that amazing things start to happen. You don't really have to do much more than create the container and give people a safe space where they can be heard and appreciated. And then you break it down into groups, let people self-select into various topics that come up, and. Wow. People just jump in and go, Oh my God, this is so great. Cause nobody's pitching me. Nobody's mm-hmm. judging me. I don't have to perform for anybody. It's just human to human connection. And relationships form collaborations happen automatically. People, you know, what that is you jump into a group and somebody says something, you go, Oh, that's really interesting. And you just follow oh, them. There's been many, many of those kinds of collaborations happen. I hear about them all the time. And so um, at the end of the sounds true thing, I said, I'm just going to keep this going and invited, you know, more people. And and one day I was listening to one of the coaches talk about the work that they were doing with Alex and I've forgotten his last name. Unfortunately, I have a podcast with him on the Mindful Coach podcast, and he's working with the LBGTQ Plus community. And I was just listening. This is such amazing work. People need to hear about this. And I thought, you know, what's really needed is a way for all of these voices, all these little efforts. I mean, we're talking about a bunch of coaches who are not parts of large organizations. They're just individuals out there doing really brave, courageous, powerful, important, meaningful work for people. And there there's no giant platform for them. They're out there trying to just get the voice out, get the word out about what they're doing and to be good a force for good in the world. And I thought we need help. Yeah. <laughs> we need we need a safe place where we can come and collaborate, connect resource each other. And so I said, I'm just going to form the mindful coach association and I'm going to create a podcast, make it free to join. Everybody come in. We'll continue this work and a more formal banner and see who shows up. And we have like over 125 members and we're growing all the time. We meet once a week and it's just the most luscious environment for people to come in and connect. And so I just want to, I try to stress that all the time. This isn't a pay to play sort of thing. This is, you know, this is really truly about community and about connecting with each other in a person to person, authentic way.
0: Mm, That's beautiful. There's so many powerful insights and takeaways there. I think the first thing you mentioned is actually really important for anyone who wants to make a big impact with their work is to first find a need that is looking to be filled. And that's exactly what you did, you know, when you were in the inner MBA program and you just put out this like hey if you're a mindful coach and you just want to connect come on in and you saw the need and so you reacted to that you responded to that consciously being able to pull in your existing skills and your resources and your experience seeing like hey i have something here that i can contribute to and so you not only created something that you thought was going to be helpful but you you listened to the market and i think this also goes hand in hand with your background and training in mindful communication it's that a big part of that is listening to what others are needing and this is just such a, a great demonstration of you doing just that it was listening and the other part of the communication was then creating that space and then the second takeaway for me that really stands out that could help others is to to create that safe for others and knowing that everyone out there wants to be heard everyone has their own unique message and their talents that they are excited to bring to the world but it can be so hard to do especially if they're solopreneurs or if they're you know first-time business owners or coaches who aren't working with others then it can feel like like there's no one listening and even if you put yes. them in fun space that they can just share with others then they know that they're message and their wisdom is valuable. And then they feel probably a lot more motivated and excited and eager to share with the world. So
1: well, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, we're part of a big thing, but you know, if the problem is we're so dispersed and distributed, and at the same time, like I said, there's no there's no platform here for these, for 10,000 individual coaches who are out there all helping 10 people, each just 100,000 people, you know, like that's a big deal. And, and you multiply that even further, it becomes a million people. There's there's no like platform for that. You don't hear about it except from a 1,000 or 10,000 individual coaches who can tell their story. And so it's sort of like, okay, how, how can we amplify and elevate that work so that people realize they are not alone there is a giant movement going on here to help people in ways that matter and that's the thing that really gets i get all emotional i'm talking about this because the work that these people are doing it is important. They're out there doing work with Ukrainian refugees, with LBGTQ+, with inclusion and equity, with you know uh, addiction, with prisoners, with the most challenging, most difficult populations, not to mention the business populations, the educational world, the legal world, right? neurodiverse. We have all of that in the association, diet, equestrian, ecology, all kinds of things going on. That people are out there doing in a way to make a difference in people's lives. And I have this kind of, it's not quite a tagline, but it's sort of becoming one for the association, which is together we are a mighty force. And it's really true. I mean, individually, the work really matters. But collectively, it's a big deal. We don't have a big Corporation, you know, like there are several big companies and they're doing good work at the organizational level and they can go into an organization and impact a lot of people. But there's no, you know, there's no framework for that kind of organizational impact and structure outside of those larger organizations that I know about. And that's the reason I created the Mindful Coach Association is to grow one i have big vision for the for the organization
0: so you are the leader that in a way wish to see you know it's like when when you see that there is or maybe not in the the sense leader but more someone who helps bring that space together and so you saw that there was this need and you created this to, to support these people. And without someone in place, without someone who has the courage and has that vision to create it, this wouldn't be in existence right now. And I think that's a great example also for others who are thinking like, yeah. oh, if only we had this, it's like, okay, why not create it and why not create that space? And yeah. so, so for yeah. those who are thinking that, how do they go about doing this? Like, how can they, create their own community for the types of people they want to help so that they can maybe help their people share or express or amplify their voices?
1: Well, that's a really good question. There's a few, few things to keep in mind to do that. Number one is you have to really be someone who cares, number one, about other people in your work, your peers, your colleagues. You have to care about those people. They're not not your competitors; they're your colleagues, right? And so, if you if you look at it that way, so that you elevate their work, you amplify your impact. And so, if you if you look at it like that, then you you empower yourself to empower others. And so, f- that's one step. You have to be really, truly committed to. Th- the success of others. And then you have to ask yourself, am I the right person? Like, can I create, there's some dynamics to creating these spaces where people can collaborate and connect. And one of the skills you have to have is the capacity to create a safe space. So if you've done work in that in that area where you can invite people into a room or into a Zoom room and you are able to kind of weave a conversation where people feel, oh, I'm safe here. I'm welcome here. And that's the impact on them. And you can feel the defenses in the room and you can see people starting to light up, vulnerabilities starting to emerge, connections, which desperately want to happen because people are dying for authentic connection. And then you begin to see, because people are going to immediately judge you because that's what, the nervous system does, right? You know, let's just say that I had never met you before and I come on the podcast and I see you and immediately my nervous system is going to go, who is this person? Am I safe here? What can I say? What can't I say? And so you, you have to have some skill with, and a lot of coaches are skilled with this, with helping people feel safe, supported, and in in a place where it's okay for them to be them and whenever you do that if you have those components together then you're a good candidate for just simply saying hey let's get together and talk about what it's like to be someone who's working in this community of folk whether let's just pick Let's say you're working with the neurodiverse community and you want to create a community of coaches and collaborators around that. Just put it out and see who comes. Find some conference. Fortunately, I had the enter MBA to kind of seed this group. And so there there are probably other organizations and ways you can do that, but just start putting it out there and see who comes. Because what happens is word of mouth is a big influence. Mm -hmm. Once you get three or four or five people who are regular attendees, they will bring others and then they will bring others. And it doesn't take long to have a good cohort of, you know, 10 to 20 people, 20 to 15 people that start to show up very regularly. And whenever you do that, that, that meekly or monthly meeting or whatever, it needs to be enough of a cadence that it feels like something that people can do. And if they miss something and it hasn't been 60 days until the next meeting, just so they can have a touch point, it becomes a part of their life that's important to them. I hear that over and over in our meetings. It's like, I made time to get to this meeting because this meeting really matters to me. You know, I hear that all the time. I could only be here for 20 minutes, but it was really important for me to show up for that 20 minutes. And that's the kind of impact you want to have in your community. So, because it's personal, it's person to person, it feels good to be in a room full of supportive you know, kind, conscious, engaged professionals who are there to help each other. And that's right. something that's just, just desperately missing in the world. And the other is leading in a way that you help other people feel like they're part of the leadership, right? So a big part of the our community is that, yeah, I'm the founder, but this is an association and you know, it's just me making decisions about how things get done. But it's not always going to be that way. I can't, I can't execute on my vision, deliver on my vision by myself. And so, the people who are coming in, who are showing energy and effort, are having, are shaping what we're doing. We just posted the principles and practices for the Mindful Coach Association, and I ran those by the people who are contributing the most to make sure that they're complete and aligned and They are then uh, participatory participants in the growth of the organization rather than just benefactors. That's super important.
0: So it's a co-creation and it stems from those who show up and who participate the most and who are engaged in the conversations and so to be able to create that place where you know in today's online world there's so many things and meetings that people can be joining but to have something that people actually look forward to coming to that's also a big demonstration of of you being able to hold that space and then they amongst themselves feeling like they're all adding value and I'm sure it also brings this huge sense of meaning and fulfillment for everyone that's involved because they know that they're part of something bigger.
1: Yes, exactly. That's, that's why. And and so you have all the elements that you need to create something that's important for people. You have people who are being authentic, people who are being real, people who are making a difference, who matter, connecting with other people of a like mind. Because one of the things we have is a coherent force in this, and I think this is important, is mindfulness. People who are who for whom this isn't just a word, it's a practice. It's something that you value in a way where you you're skilled at paying attention, you're skilled at listening, you're skilled at at in some in some level or another at communicating. And and so you get those people together and the work just Automatically happens. You don't have to do much, but create the container for it. Another thing that's really important in this is that it's not a, that I think makes the Mindful Culture Association kind of stand apart from other organizations in the community is that it's free. It's completely free. And, you know, right now I'm able to carry the financial responsibility for the organization because of circumstances in my life that allow me to do that right now. It's not always going to stay that way. There are levels in the group where people can contribute a small amount or a large amount if they wish to because they're aligned with the vision. But those people get very few benefits that the free people don't. And so that's really important to me because I want to be a, a pitch hype free thing. It's not like, well, if you buy the platinum level, then you get, you know, 22 and, you know, and 13 bonuses. And I'm not against that. It's just that that's not what this is about. This is about truly building authentic community in a way where it's not about making money. It's about mm-hmm. promoting our, our mutual ongoing success and, and collaboration, so that we can elevate each other and lift each other into a place where we can really truly help our clients, ourselves, and I and I'm serious impact. You know, at a larger scale, the culture.
0: Yeah, it's about making it accessible, and I think I love the word elevate. You know, it's by elevating others that naturally our impact gets bigger and. And I think the natural outcome of that is then people can contribute more value. And then in return, they usually get more value back, whether that's in terms of inner fulfillment and or financial fulfillment as well. I think that all comes along as part of that, as part of just showing up and creating something that allows other people to express themselves and to contribute.
1: Right. And and, and indeed. And, one of the problems, I think, is being a coach these days or, you know, someone in the self-help space, we're going to call it self-help, but the, the growth space, personal growth space, um, we're we're targets. I mean, like. They're so the market is so predatory. There, I mess, I get like 10 pitches, two or three a day at least, of you know, hey, just join my mastermind and hey, you're gonna crush it as a coach if you just buy my services. It's really, really predatory. And so as an individual who's just out there trying to figure out how do I grow, how do I become successful? And you have all these people hitting on you every single day, it's relentless. And so one of the things I want to to do was to create a safe haven for coaches and people in this field to come and not be pitched by people who want their money. And I'm, I am not against, you know, people engaging in these things. It's just that it's, it's crazy. It's like going to a carnival, you know, with all the old school carnivals where they're, hey, come on and then throw the rope and pull the string. It's kind of, it's like, you know, people trying to get your attention. And, Work we're doing is important and it matters and people don't have unlimited resources. So one of the things I wanted to do was to get people together and create, you know, vetted resources, like have people say, you know, I used this person from Fiverr or I Gays with the Mindful Copy Agency, and they were fabulous, and and so your, you know, you and your organization are a member of the association. As a first take on, I want people who I know and trust, who can provide services to members, to be involved with the association, so that we can help them be more successful and make sure that the the monies that they do have is invested in ways that actually are aligned with their values. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so you're kind of creating that space where people can work with people that are aligned with their values rather than having to spend hours searching the internet or trying to figure out who they yep. can work with. That's another benefit of the community and of yep. having a community and being part of a community is then it's much easier to find the help you need because instead of just doing it all yourself, you can just ask, hey, who out there is also struggling with this and who have you used to help and it just saves so much time and stress when you can get you know an easy access to resources like that
1: yeah particularly whenever they're coming from other people who have already engaged with them so it's like you know putting some systematic programmatic structure around word of mouth right so it's word of community i guess we would say so it's kind of like that, and and I want to. Then at some point we get enough people. I want to be able to go to larger companies and say, "Hey, I'm I'm representing an organization of a thousand coaches. What can you do for us?" You know, mm-hmm. you, know, I could, you know, I could go buy a Muse headset, for example. I've got them on my list. So I want to go to them at some point and say, hey, can you give us a deal? Because mm-hmm. I'm bringing you into a group of a thousand mm-hmm. people who are spot on to your your market. And mm-hmm. if you're interested in, in reaching that group, then let's talk. You know, so I want to be able to do those kinds of things on behalf of, of the community. Yeah, lots of, lots of fun ideas.
0: Big pictures like thinking in terms of partnerships and really helping to facilitate a bigger mission in the world world, you know? If if in the case of for example the mindfulness community it's to really help people help themselves from the inside out to work with a lot of the things that are the root causes of a lot of the pain and suffering in today's world, then it's also thinking about how or who else can mindful coaches and people in the community partner with to keep advancing that mission because there's so many people there's you know hundreds of thousands millions of people who probably have this shared sense of wanting to help in this particular way and there are companies who are already doing this and then there are coaches but like it's the more that we can bring all of these together the more we can achieve that mission without that mindset of This is just me doing my thing. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: And then, Brett, I also wanted to ask a little more about your background in mindful communication specifically. And I know you had a podcast around mindful language at some point, too. So, how does all of this relate to what you're doing now with the Mindful Coach Association? So, the connection kind of between mindful communication, authentic connection, and community.
1: Well, that's a big question. I um, I have a passion for mindful communications. It's been lifelong in a way, ever since I started studying somatic psychotherapy, excuse me, back in the day. And I realized that one of the things that makes these, you know, mindful somatic coaches so good, the ones who were really good, is that, and it's just if you're familiar with this, there's a poker term called table stakes. It's kind of like, how much does it take to buy into the game? Like you come to a poker game and you bring in, oh, it's a $100 buy-in or $500 buy-in or whatever it is. The table stakes for being these mindful somatic coaches is you have to have good communication skills. If you don't have good communication skills, you're not going to be very successful in that world because – The client is counting on you to be able to be better in some ways than they are at this kind of thing and to help translate their experience into language that they can, that's actionable and important and can help them have their own insights and awakenings. And whenever I realized that, I said, well, you know what? There's a whole set of skills that are precursors to being able to create these fabulous connections with people that have to do with how do I communicate? And that started me off on mindful communications as a way to learn about mindfulness itself. So rather than sit down and do the the standard practices, which are, I would say, Rather than, but in addition to setting down and doing the standard, you know, breathing, attention, focusing, body scans, all those great practices, what happens if you do the same work in relationship to other people? So this is something I teach in the Mindful Coach Method, which is you encounter a client for the first time, noticing in your own somatic senses, what's it like for me to experience this person? What kinds of memories, responses sensory experiences am i having because this person is presenting a flood of information to you whether you know it or not they you're getting information about who they are because of their their age their apparent sex their race their gender their you know their way they use words the cadence the kind of things they use the body language all of this is telling you enormous amounts of information about a person and if you're just simply present for that experience in yourself in a non-judgmental way you can begin to relate to people automatically in a much deeper way and you see people so much more clearly this facilitates creating authentic connection very rapidly because the other person is going to notice that this this guy's really paying attention you know it's like what's up with that I mean, have you ever had that happen where you're really talking to somebody and they, and they just seem to like get you and you just feel like they're really attending to what you're saying in a compassion, open-hearted way?
0: Yeah, you just, you feel heard and you feel like, you're saying matters and is actually being listened to and it's it's it can be rare to come by in today's world where people well, right. are just you know waiting for their turn to speak instead of really being there and listening
1: yeah and so those are skills you can develop those skills and and i sometimes say this in my mindful communications courses and lectures and stuff is like imagine every conversation in your life going better for the rest of your life what kind of an impact would that have on you, your business, your relationships, your world, and the world in general? What if there were like four things you could do to make that happen, so that every conversation you ever had has the potential to go better, be deeper, be more real, be more connected? Would that be worth doing? You know, and I'm, of course, obviously, that's the pitch, right? Yes, of course. That's can I? Where do I go to mm-hmm. find that? <laughs> right. Yeah, where do <laughs> well, you can go to my website, Brett, uh, you know, mindfulcoach.com, themindfulcoach.com, and we can connect there and I can take you through it. And so, you know, those are the skills that I'm trying to bring to bear to my clients and the Mindful Coach Association and the Mindful Coach. And I'm tra- trying to teach coaches how to do this in the Mindful Coach Method. <sighs> Got a lot going on because this is really important to me because all these things kind of come together. And create the capacity for people to have very satisfying in-the-moment relationships and connections with people. And that's, in the end, what saves the world, I think. I love that.
0: And this is so needed because it's both needed for the world itself. You know, this sense of community and being able to share and express and communicate, but also for personal growth. And I think the two feed into each other. You can't have one without the other. When, when you're able to express yourself as a person and to freely share, to feel safe, to express your own views, your opinions, your passions, then that allows, it almost gives like this green light for other people to do the same well exactly as far as you accelerate impact which then allows others to accelerate their impact and it's this beautiful feedback loop of growing personally and growing professionally having a bigger impact and it all feeds into each other so i think exactly. i think that's what you're doing with your work so i am so grateful that that you're doing the work you're doing and for showing up here for being here today with me on this conversation. And for those of you watching us on LinkedIn Live, if there's any questions, feel free to pop those into the comments. And,
1: yeah.
0: and otherwise, if anyone wants to, whoever wants to stay in touch with Brett, I highly encourage you to check out his work, to check out the Mindful Coach Association. Like he said, it is free to join and I am also one of the founding members of it. So you'll like-minded. So <laughs> <laughs> so I'll post a link to that in the comments section. And Brett, any other ways that people can interact with you or any links you want to point me to?
1: Yeah, so that's the, the main thing is the Mindful Coach Association because if you join that, we have weekly meetings and we can you can, can connect in there and we can talk one on one in those meetings afterwards or during it. It's easy to get access to that way. And then also starting the Mindful Coach Method for those coaches who are, want to go quite a bit deeper in terms of the techniques and the skills I've been talking about. I have a class. This is an eight-week class that starts in late September at the method.com or MindfulCoachMethod.com, and um, we're pre-registering early registration for that as well really powerful ambitious class so if this if you're listening to this and you're going hmm, that sounds interesting you should check it out because there's really nothing like it not just trying to be you know celebratory of my own work here it's really truly crafted in such a way that there is nothing like it and so check it out if you're interested at the themindfulcoachmethod.com
0: perfect thank you so much brett thank you for sharing thank you for being here And we'll post the links in the comments. And yeah, look forward to seeing you around.
1: Thank you. Yes, you certainly will.
0: Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.